Welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I'm your host, Ren Robbins, and I'm excited that you're here. This is the place where you will feel encouraged as I share with you my friends' God stories. Whether you are on your commute to work, folding the laundry, or taking me along with you on your walk, I pray that you will feel seen by God and be spurred on to honor Him with the gifts and talents that He has given you. Let's jump in. Well, hey, y'all, welcome back to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I am so excited to continue the summer of practical. And I have my friend Krista Hutchins with me today. And I'm excited to tell y'all a little bit about Krista. So she is a wife, a mom, a project manager, a coach, encourager, and a friend. And so welcome, Krista, to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Ren, and I am happy to be one of your friends. This is so fun because um, we met about a year ago, I guess, or maybe a little bit less than a year ago um, on Instagram, as everybody is meeting these days. And we were in Instagram group, and I was like, I need Krista in my life. <laughs> She's super organized, and uh, she just recently started a podcast that I have been diving into. So I'm excited that you're in my life because I need you. <laughs> oh, we all need each other. That's why we're all friends. That's right. So I invited Krista to come and talk with us a little bit about her story because she has been in project management for over 25 years. She has her degree in uh, chemical engineering. Is that right? Chemical yep. engineering. Okay. And you're like super smart. Like, <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but you're super smart. Um, <laughs> but you are super organized, but you are a project manager as your career. But then a few years back, you were doing ministry, you know, as you were in your career, doing ministry with church and mission trips and all the things. But um, recently in the past, well, in the past, you know, six years, you realized how God had gifted you specifically. So let's go back to that time. Tell me a little bit about how, what ministry looked like to you before that really revelation that you had. Well, yeah, it was typical, you know, mom growing up, raising her kids in the church. And so ministry to me looked like nursery duty. It looked like um, teaching in Sunday school. You know, maybe it was organizing an event every once in a while, but it was leading Bible studies, things like that. Those were what ministry looked like to me. And I didn't view other skills and things as being ministry. And being a project manager, what does that really include, like the, the organization that you talked about, the planning? So, yeah, the project management is really looking at what you've got going on, what projects you have, um, and figuring out the best way to execute them, how to do that efficiently, effectively, within budget, within schedule. Um, but it doesn't have to be some big, gigantic thing. I mean, I, I work on billion-dollar projects at work, So, but everything is a project to me. In fact, shortly after we got married, um, my husband came in the kitchen, and uh, he was being very sweet, and so he um, loaded the dishwasher for me. And I came back behind him and I rearranged everything so that everything that was still in the sink after he was done would fit into my dishwasher. And he looked at me and he said, Krista, everything doesn't have to be a project. And that's when I realized 
everything is a project to me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm laughing because that is my husband and me, except where our roles are reversed. I am your husband and you are my husband. (laughs) I'm like, there's a, there's a way to put like to load the dishwasher like a certain way mm-hmm. and he's like mm-hmm, yeah there is yeah <laughs> you're there not doing definitely, it <laughs> there definitely is and, and I do think that was kind of when I first realized that as mm-hmm. a project minded person that I do think mm-hmm. a little bit differently than a lot of people you know I think in linear things what this comes after that comes after that you know and so I, I like to say sometimes that like all of those ideas and and thoughts and and things you have swirling around in your brain that are just a big swirl in my brain they're lined up like little soldiers just each one of them waiting for their turn um so it's just a different just a different way that god wired me and the way that i look at things and i love helping other people look at them in that same way yeah and you've helped me with that because i i am i'm totally that swirler where you have things in a row i'm the swirler and you help bring order to things that you know god is a god of order and he wants us to have, do things in order and so i think I, I love how god has gifted each one of us differently yet how we can work together with those things so yeah. i love that about yeah Lord. because i need my very creative friends to help me think out of the box. I have a bit Mm -hmm. of a creative bent and can communicate well with creatives, but I don't often have those out of the box thoughts that I need my creative friends to, to help me with. So, so yeah, we each bring our own wiring and gifting to the table and then God puts it all together to make it something that we never would have imagined Mm -hmm. possible. And it's like a puzzle. It's like a puzzle and we're yeah. each part of the puzzle piece and then he puts us together and um, we can help each other. So, yeah. and that's, that's so neat because I see this in your business and then even just recently listened to your podcast of the help and, and tips and things that you give um, us as women, as entrepreneurs, or even moms that are writing a grocery list or needing to clean the house or needing to do, you know, PTA things that of how to organize all those things. So I I love that. Well, let's go back to that, the six years. So before that you were doing nursery duty, you were going on mission trips and, and then about six years ago, what was that big revelation to you that God revealed? So I had, um, you know, maybe a year before that, I was approaching my empty nest years, and um, I began praying about, you know, you know, Lord, what do you want me to do now? You know, I've been following my kids. My daughter was in color guard and competitively, we went all over the country with her, and you know, I've been following my kids around, doing all the things being the mom does, and uh, you know, in addition to my job. And I'm like, okay, here we are in a new coming up on a new season of life. Lord, what do you want me to do now? And so he led me then to volunteer as an online small group leader for Proverbs 31 online Bible studies, which is just hysterical because I had been in this male dominated field my entire life. If you had told me that I would be working in ministry, in women's ministry, I would be laughing at you so hard because I was terrified of large groups of women and I really, women's ministry was not my thing, but that's where the Lord led me. And so that's where I went. And so after um, serving there for a while, um, you know, I, I had ideas and I got involved in different projects there. And that's when I realized that 
God was using these things that I considered my career skills, my ability to figure things out, my ability to create a process out of a, a vague, messy idea, um, you know, the ability to, to, line things out in steps so that we could, you know, we could actually do things that people dreamed of. I heard women saying, oh, we'd love to do this, but we don't know how, so we can't. I'm like, oh no, we're going to figure out how. We, we've got the figure out ability here. We can, we can do this. And so um, I saw that happening, not just with the team I was working on, but with other people I began to be exposed to in that role. And I realized that God had uniquely gifted me to mash up this, you know, this heart to serve him, a heart to, to do things for the kingdom with my technical abilities to be practical and organized and, and make plans and all those things. Um, he just kind of mashed them up together and said, this is what I want you to do. And, um, and really the only instructions that I had from him at the beginning was to was serve my girls. And so that's what I've been doing, whatever that looks like, whatever serving his girls, whatever using my gifts and abilities and experiences and, you know, what I've learned at work and all those things. Um, however I can use those to serve his girls. That's what I'm called to do now. Mm, so much goodness in just that little bit of time. When you said when he, God mashed your skills together, you mashed the skills and then God's direction um, mashed it together and what, what he wanted for you in ministry. And I, I love that you said that because I was listening to your, I think it was uh, episode seven of your podcast. Um, your podcast is called Just One Sim Simple Thing. And I loved how in the podcast, it is about doing that one simple thing to grow your dreams or, or uh, get to your, accomplish your goals. But I loved how you said, here are three time management strategies that Jesus taught me. So I love the fact that, you know, you were talking about how God has been mashing ministry, your ministry with your gifts and talents. And now that's what he does on your podcast. Like he, he, you, you're taking the practical uh, things that you are good at the, the structuring of things, and then you're putting it with uh, the word of God. And so I just love, love that so much, so much. Yeah, we, we tend to think of our gifts as, you know, maybe our spiritual gifts or maybe even our innate, you know, whatever we're good at, you know, whether mm -hmm. you're good at drawing or you're good at speaking or you're good at, you know, photography or whatever. But it's not just those things that we're already good at that God can use in in ministry. It's also, you know, look at all the experiences of your life. You know, where where have you been? What what training have you had as part of your job or what um, experiences have you had as you have taken your kids on field trips? Uh, you know, all of those things are experiences that God builds into us and he, he wants to use those. Um, I have a, a friend who, um, you know, who sews. And so some of the things that she's done for our church, sewing costumes and things like that, you know, God, that's a ministry. That's not just work. That's just not doing work. We need to value that as our ministry. Your ministry may be a sewing ministry or your ministry may be a childcare ministry, or it may be 
It can be anything that God has given you the experience and the wisdom and um, and the knowledge to be able to do when you're doing it for him. It's a ministry, um, whether you're making money at it or not making money at it. Um, I know you and I kind of both think about this as this in the same way in our businesses that it's kind of a ministry minded business. Um, and so. So yes, there's money involved, but the main thing is the ministry and helping people do what they're called to do um, and, and releasing those gifts in them. So all of those things and experiences that God gives us are things that we can use in ministry. It's not just, you know, our what we can might consider our spiritual gifts or mm-hmm. our basic gifts and talents. Mm. And that's good because I'm thinking back. I'm like, okay, Ren, how does this Um, in your life, you know, I used to be a kindergarten teacher. Well, you know, you don't just, you know, come out of college being able to teach. Like you have to have that experience. You have to practice it and you have to do it. And, um, and, and then I'm thinking about podcasting that I just podcasted out of my closet, (laughs) you know, and then how God is helping me to use teaching the experience that I had years ago, teaching kindergarten and now combining with podcasting. And now I'm podcast coaching. And I can tell you that all of us beginning podcasters need someone to talk to us like we are kindergartners. (laughs) Well, and I saw something on Facebook and they said, talk to me like I'm a five-year-old. And I was like, yes, yes. that's what I need. So I know maybe that's what other people need too. But it's just neat how God can use, he can use all of it. He can use our gifts. He can use our spiritual gifts, our talents that he's given us, and then the experiences. I really haven't looked at it that way. So I really appreciate you mentioned that. I do want to bring up something else that you said um, just a minute ago, how he said to serve my girls. That is, I've never heard it put like that before, but I love that. I love that. Tell me a little bit, how how do you see, I know you said that you had been in a male-dominated workplace, and then you went from that to Proverbs uh, 31, ministered, the online ministry, Bible study ministry. How did that transition go? How did you get over the fear of that? I mean, because I feel very fearful if I'm in front of a lot of my peers. So how did you do that? There were some, there were some tough days, you know, there Mm -hmm. I was, I had come out of, or still was in a corporate environment. Um, I was, um, I led large teams, you know, two and 300 people on my team in work. And, um, and I was the boss of that team. And so Mm -hmm. what people, what I said, people did, um, and they didn't question it too much and they just did it. But I had to learn a whole new style of leadership. I had to learn Mm -hmm. to be a servant leader. And not only did that benefit me in ministry, but it also benefited me at work as well as I began using those principles of servant leadership in my work as well as in what I was doing in ministry. So I think that was the biggest shift that I had to make was, Mm -hmm. uh, was learning to serve people um, as a leader, not just, you know, not just handing them everything on a silver platter, but making sure that I was in front of them, making sure that they had what they needed to do to be effective, to make sure that I was able to um, engage them in the spirit of what we were doing and make sure they felt appreciated and know that um, that what they were doing mattered because mm-hmm. what I was leading, what I still lead is all the behind the scenes people. So people who work on registration, people who, you know, review volunteer applications, people who conduct surveys. So they're not the ones out there writing and getting all the kudos for all the brilliant things that they said. They're behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So learning how to lead people in that way so that they know that what 
they do um, is just as significant a contribution to the whole as the person who's writing, uh, you know, on the blog. So, so yeah, learning to be a servant leader and learning to lead because people want to follow you, not because they have to follow you, was um, because volunteers can choose. Volunteers can definitely choose their boss. You know? <laughs> if they don't like working with you, they can go volunteer someplace else. There's no shortage of places needing volunteers. So, you know, yeah, learning to lead in a way that people want to serve with you, um, not because they have to. Yeah, I think it does come back to servant leadership. And I, I know that that's how Jesus modeled it for us, you know, of that servant leadership. Um, okay, so let's let's think that there is a listener out there and she has young kids maybe starting to go into elementary school, um, maybe has one at home. What would you say to her if she is thinking she wants to get in some kind of ministry at church or maybe, you know, somewhere in the community? but it's something's holding her back. What would you tell her to do to figure out her gifts? Yeah, I th one thing to do would be, um, I think people kind of, as they're working on, out these gifts and what they're going to do, they kind of go through three phases. Most everybody starts out as a daydreamer. They've got all these big ideas and, and, and they kind of have a big vision of God wants me to do something, but they don't know specifically what it is. And then they once they kind of get an idea of what it is, then they go into idea factory mode where all the ideas come and they're getting advice from a lot of people. They're following a lot of experts and there's tons of things that they could do. And they have to figure out how to whittle that down to the one thing. And then they kind of move into go-getter mode where they've got a plan, they're working their plan, but sometimes they get a little bit distracted and don't always implement all of their plans. And so I think people go through that natural progression as they're working on their goals and plans and, and things they want to do. So um, I, I created a quiz to help you figure out where you are in those steps. It's called the What Type of Stuck Are You Quiz. And you can find it um, on my website, doanewthing.com slash quiz. And so you can take the quiz and it will tell you where you are in those steps. And so for those first people st starting out, if you're a daydreamer, it's going to give you a, um, a an action plan with some resources that you can use to figure out where it is. One of them is, uh, it's called Find Your Focus, and it's a way to kind of mine your heart, soul, and your mind to find where the common themes are between those areas. And at, when you see those common themes, then you can start focusing. And then the other thing that I recommend for daydreamers is to dabble in a lot of different things. Don't fully commit. Don't make a one-year commitment to do something that you think might be interesting, but start dabbling in it. You know, do put, your, put a toe in, see how it feels. Do try something else. Try two or three things until you find the one thing that really lights you up. Because mm -hmm. it's really hard to tell what something is going to be like until you're actually in the midst of it and you're actually doing it. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times women will sit on the sidelines and say, okay, there's one perfect thing out there for me and I'm just mm -hmm. going to put my binoculars on until I find that one thing and it's perfect and then I'll walk into it. When it's it, you really are never going to know because that thing always looks different from the outside than it does on the inside. 
So I, I always say at the end of every podcast, what do I say? Clarity comes from action and action can be just one simple thing. Mm-hmm. So in order to get clarity on where God wants you to, ha- to go and when you're in that daydreamer stage, take some steps of action to dabble in a few things until something really lights you up. Mm, I think that's such good advice because I know there are so many different ministries at church or even in the community that people, you know, that are in charge of those are like, yes, you need to do this. Well, let's let's dabble. Like you said, let's let's go and let's take action. Let's see about these different things. I mean, because, you know, at VBS at, with with kids, people that they want you. But you know, maybe volunteer one year. And then if that's not for you, then you realize, okay, that's not where my gifting lies. That's not where I can be used the best and go over here. And maybe you would be somewhere used in the community, or maybe you would be used in the baby with the babies, or maybe you would be used in women's ministry like you. So I love that you said that because, um, I think that's really important and wise. I wish I had done that earlier in my life. I think I'm just now doing that where I'm dabbling in, in different things to see where God really um, has me. And he ha- may have you at more than one thing, mm-hmm. um, but at least that you know exactly where he is calling you. That's really good advice. I took the quiz. I love it. And I'm a daydreamer, but I can see I can be in that idea idea factory as well. So it's a great quiz. I love taking quizzes. And so that, that gives us clarity. Okay. So what would you say to somebody that is just on the edge and they want to do it? What would you say to encourage them in their walk with Jesus in the area of gifts and experiences and using those for his glory? Just do it. Just take that Mm -hmm. step. I heard some really encouraging coaching recently um, from uh, Katie Wusso, who is um, a, a business coach. And she said, she said she's never really seen a decision that someone makes with with some kind of intention, you know, like with thinking it, with thinking it through, that completely fell on your face, like was a complete bomb, completely mm-hmm. had no value. So that just encouraged me so much to know that I can't mess it up so bad. If I'm at least putting some thought and prayer into it, I can't mm-hmm. mess it up so bad that God can't use it. So mm-hmm. so just that gave me courage to take some steps and to say, okay, but I don't have to make a year commitment to something. I can dabble. I can take the first few steps. And if I've mm-hmm. taken those first few steps, nothing super bad that's going to kill me is going to happen in those first few steps. And if I realize it's not for me, I can always back up and try something else. But just knowing that like no decision is ever without value. God uses it whether he's teaching you something um, or maybe something just didn't progress as fast as you thought it was, but now you know what doesn't work and what does. I mean, every decision has value and you can't really screw it up too bad. So take that step and give it a try and see what happens. Good words, good words, advice. We're going to stop right there, but I do want people to know where they can go find you and this quiz. Say it one more time where we can go find it. You can find the quiz at doanewthing.com slash quiz. And then connect with me on Instagram is probably the best place right now. I love hanging out there with you and a lot of our other friends over there. So at doanewthing on Instagram and on Facebook as well. Awesome. Okay. So at the end of each episode, I ask my guest, what are they eating, reading, and loving? So what is a snack you're loving? What are you reading? And then what are you loving? Um, I am 
eating. So I'm on Whole30 right now, which is a very okay. restrictive plan. But so what I really love is olive oils and balsamic vinegars. Flavored olive oils mm. and flavored balsamic vinegars make every boring salad delicious. Yes, so, that's true. Um, <laughs> so that's what I'm I'm eating. Okay. Um, what I'm reading right now is Essentialism by Greg mm. McCowan. And uh, so I will be featuring that on my Instagram later in June. We'll be t discussing it there. So that's been really good to read. And um, what am I loving? Um, goodness, I'm loving, I'm just loving interacting with the community that God's given me recently, just really recently this year, my word, um, as you can imagine, I'm very prone to put projects over people. And so this year, my word of the year was people. And I've really enjoyed the last few months investing and in, in talking to people. I set a goal this year to talk to 50 new people that I've never had phone calls or, you know, with, and so, um, I'm enjoying, I'm loving those conversations with new people, hearing what they're working on, how God's using them. So yeah, talking to the people, loving that. That's great. Well, thank you so much, Krista, for coming on the show today. I have totally enjoyed it. And, um, I'm so glad you started your podcast. <laughs> I can't say that enough. It's just, <laughs> it's great. And, um, and I just appreciate you and all that you teach me and that I learn from you. So thanks for coming on the show. Well, thank you. Thank you for all of your help getting my podcast launched and your great ideas to get that going. I really appreciate um, you know, your input into it as well. So thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. All right. I'll see you later. Bye. Thank you for joining me for today's show. For more encouragement, hop on over to Instagram at Friends of a Feather Podcast. I would love for you to send me a direct message and say hi. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. Remember, we are all friends of a feather, so let's stick together. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Bye, friends.